Welcome to Raising Christian Kids. Your host, Leanne Mancini, is extremely passionate that children build a strong, foundational relationship with Jesus before the age of 10. Children need head and heart knowledge in order to stand strong against the world's ever-increasing rejection of Christianity. You will be equipped with methods and techniques to help to solidify a relationship between your child and Jesus. So let's dig deep and help the next generation to love Jesus with all their heart, soul, and mind. Hello, and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. Children can have great fears that are real or imaginary. You know, regarding fear and anxiety, I'd like to share a few facts with you. Studies from the National Institute of Health indicate that 25% of American children are diagnosed with some type of clinical anxiety. 25% have clinical anxiety. That's just so sad for our children. And children are fearful of many things, things known, things that can be seen and heard, and things unknown, such as imaginary fears. And there's an acronym for that, false evidence appearing real. Did you know we're only born with two fears? The fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. All other fears are learned through our own experiences. And fear can be good. It can protect us from being burned from a hot stove. But most fear is irrational and unwarranted. Proverbs 15.33 states, Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord, and humility comes before honor. That's the fear we need, good godly fear. I remember a pastor describing the fear of God as when you're standing on the edge of a grand canyon in awe of the beauty of it, of what God has created. There's a respect and a reverence because it just takes your your breath away. It's wise to understand that, and I'm going to quote this. Robert Coles in his book, The Spirit Life of Children, writes, Psychologically, God can take almost any shape for children. He can be a friend or a potential enemy an admirer or a critic, an ally or an interference, a source of encouragement or source of anxiety, fear, even panic. So God can be someone they fear or someone they deeply love. You know, children experience, again, a lot of fear. Fear from the loss of death of a family member, a pet, loss of an object like a toy or a blanket, perhaps loss of a friend when you move to a new town. They, they miss their friends. Or going to a new school, that's very fearful for children. And for young children, separation anxiety is very common. If, if a child experiences love, they can also experience grief. Grief is normal and different ages react differently. Grief can be an opportunity to teach them, though, that sometimes Jesus was sad. A frightened child cannot learn as easily as a child that feels secure and safe. Help your child to overcome whatever fear they may be facing. When they learn that fear does not have to hold them captive, it allows them the freedom to learn about Jesus. Here are some suggestions that will help your child conquer their fears. Acknowledge the fear. Don't say to your child, you shouldn't be afraid, how silly. When you're afraid, it doesn't seem silly, does it? When engaging in conversation, be eye level and use a calm voice. You can read a lot through a child's eyes, how they're feeling, even what they're thinking by their expressions on their face. Pray with them. 
Anxiety or fear is a golden opportunity to show them the importance and the power of prayer. Explain that God is more real than their fears. Dr. Michelle Bingston, in her book, Breaking Anxiety's Grip, How to Reclaim the Peace God Promises, she states, Prayer is not a way for you to influence God, but a way for God to influence you. Prayer is not a duty to perform or simply a discipline to engage in, but rather prayer becomes the breath of my soul. Isn't that beautiful? Prayer can take their fear and turn it into faith. Forgiveness can remove the fear of pain and rejection. Martin Luther King stated, Forgiveness is not an occasional act, it's a constant attitude. It's an outstanding attitude, isn't it? It's a remedy for ills in life, and it's best learned and practiced early and often. We need to learn how to forgive others and teach our children how to forgive. Remember, forgiveness can help take away the power from a bully. Role-playing is an excellent tool to help confront fear. Role-play helps them to know how to act or react during a fearful situation. And you can role-play with older children as well. You know, they might be having trouble at school with a friend or a teacher. Act out the conversation with them. Prepare them ahead of time. Dr. Michelle Bingston states, Worry, anxiety, and fear are considered the common cold of mental illness and are a direct path to losing our peace. We don't want our children to not have the peace in their heart that comes from the Lord. We don't want them to be fearful of things that they do not need to fear. Again, children have many fears, and we desire and want them to have peace. Repeat this Bible verse often. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear. I will help you. That's in Isaiah 41, verse 13. Or you could say, Cast out all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 Many children are frightened from the monsters lurking under their bed. Claim Jesus as their superhero. I claim in the name of Jesus, my superhero, that all the monsters leave this room and never return. Poof! They're all gone. And take a spray bottle of water and spray their room. And leave that spray bottle of water beside their bed. And when they become fearful, tell them to spray their room and claim that those monsters be gone in the name of Jesus. Biblical truths are best instilled in children during preschool age because unfortunately, when they start to attend elementary school, they may face greater fear, grief, and bullying from children and even adults. I remember having a second grade teacher who was so mean. She was a bully. Here are some ideas to help you prepare your child. Instead of telling children the most important thing is for them to be happy, tell them the most important thing is that they love and forgive others. Help your child to learn how to share, be kind, and love each other. That's paramount since they can be so self-centered. Make it fun and challenging for them to learn how to love others who can be unlovable. After all, most children love the Sesame Street character Oscar the Grouch. Explain that everyone, including themselves, can at times be grouchy matters simply not nice. Statistics show consistently that what children want more than anything is to have playtime with their parents. So role play with them and talk about Jesus and also how Jesus loved those who were mean to him. 
Children need to learn early that when they love and forgive others, the aggressor loses the power to destroy. Express that the offender needs their love and the love of Jesus. Reb Bradley, in his book, Child Training Tips, states, Do not rescue your children from every playmate who offends them by schooling the offender or intervening to make everything fair. Instead, help them view their offender through the eyes of love. A child who continually is rescued from offensive people grows up without social resilience and a tendency to see themselves as victims deserving of pity or special protection. Pity serves a purpose in showing compassion to others. But when pity turns into a victim mentality, that creates an attitude of enablement. It distorts the meaning of the word pity. And then a poor me attitude can cripple your child from becoming the adult who actively seeks out to do his best in all areas of life. So do not allow your child to view themselves as a victim of circumstance. Teach your child that people who bully others are hurting on the inside. And God's word in Proverbs 25 verses 21 through 22 states, If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. By demonstrating love to those who hate, we can help purify their hearts and minds and instill what Jesus did. He loved his enemies, and he prayed for them. You know, hot coals are purifying, and God's word is purifying. Loving a bully can be a hard or impossible concept for a young child to understand. It depends on their cognitive ability and their social makeup. But remember to do the best you can and leave it up to God to do the transforming, knowing that his word will never return void. Key concepts built upon truth help to prepare the soil to become fertile ground. Also, help your child to understand that sometimes, no matter how nice, kind, or loving they are towards those who are mean and nasty to them, their kindness may not change the other child's behavior. This affords them a great lesson learned early. You cannot control others, but you can learn to control how others affect you. It is so beneficial that children understand not to let the anger from another destroy the love they have. After all, love covers a multitude of sins. So say your child might be the bullier, the one who is mean to others. Teach them to say, I'm sorry, and it must be a true apology. It needs to be conveyed not only in words, but also in their actions. When your child apologizes, they should also understand clearly what they did wrong. They need to accept responsibility instead of blaming others and their apology. Children often say, Mommy, I'm sorry, but so-and-so did it, or so-and-so made me do it. That's what Adam did to Eve. And they need to make restitution if they've caused damage. Perhaps they broke someone's toy on purpose. It means they have to replace that toy with one of their own and they need to ask forgiveness from the person and from God as well. They need to understand that they've sinned against God. Pray with them for a restored relationship and that the offended person will find grace in their heart as well. In the book, Family, the Forming Center by Marjorie Thomas, she states, at the center of Christian faith stands the cross, representing God's forgiveness and reconciliation with us. It is an active decision to call forth and rebuild the love that grounds our relationship and in doing so to leave behind our resentment and desire for retribution. Children who learn how to forgive without harboring a retributive desire 
help other children who need to be the recipients of unconditional love. Remember, the bully hurts because they are hurting. So this week, be aware of your actions. Are you forgiving others? Are you gossiping? Or are you edifying people in your speech? Your child is watching you. Remember, everything you do and say teaches them how to behave and act. Help your children to learn how to love someone who's unlovable. And show them ways that Jesus did this also in God's word. Perhaps write down something they could do to help someone who's being mean to them to show forgiveness. Maybe it's writing a little note or drawing a pretty picture. Help them to try to mend that relationship with the person who is being mean towards them. And also make sure, most importantly, to teach them that sometimes no matter what they do, they can't change how another person behaves, but that they can pray to Jesus and ask Jesus to change their heart. Thank you for listening to Raising Christian Kids. May God continue to bless and guide you as you raise the next generation of Christian influencers and warriors for Christ. For more information, please visit RaisingChristianKids.com.